Welcome to the Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. Dimethyltryptamine, or DMT as it is more commonly known as, is a powerful psychedelic drug and it can be found in every living mammal. It is made primarily in mammal lung tissue and is related to serotonin and melatonin. DMT naturally occurs in many plant species. Those same plants have been used in religious ceremonies and in some South American countries for centuries. It's quite the interesting compound as it produces intense out of the ordinary states of consciousness. Experts discovered the pineal gland naturally produces DMT in the brain when we're born and when we die. This is the gland which is affected in meditation and is also called the seat of the soul. It is also known as the third eye. If your third eye is clear or decalcified, you experience feeling more awake and aware with clear psychic insight and intuition, but most people's pineal glands are inactive due to the toxins and chemicals in our food and water. Stay with me on this, guys. Many everyday substances used in water and around the house can actually calcify the gland, meaning it blocks your pineal gland from working as it should. Depression and psychological stress are also affected by the well-being of your pineal gland. It is also believed humans are able to release DMT when dreaming. There are also theories that suggest the release of DMT during death may be responsible for those mystical, near-death experiences you sometimes hear about. Like the many cases of doctors bringing someone back after they've been dead for a few minutes, and there are endless accounts of these people all seeing a bright light. The appearance of DMT can be yellow, orange or pinky powder. It can also be crystallized. However, it is much less available than other hallucinogens such as LSD and costs around £25 for a wrap containing an eighth to half a gram. DMT can be injected, smoked or sniffed and the effects often set in quickly but are short-lived, rarely lasting more than an hour. Those that consume DMT experience what we call hallucinations as well as distortions of time, space, sound, and color. Hallucinations may become intense and frightening, and there may be flashbacks sometime after using the drug. If a person is panicking whilst on DMT, they can often be calmed down by a cooler head, so this is why it's important not to be alone when trying DMT. The effects of DMT can sometimes vary dramatically between people. This is largely based on a person's state of mind and where they may currently be at in life. Kind of similar to LSD. Nick San was an underground chemist in the 60s and was one of the first people to discover that DMT can be synthesized. He created his first batch of synthesized DMT in his bathtub and smoked it to confirm his findings. This is a true story. Sands was a very large figure at the time in the psychedelic community and was well respected for his work. Although he was long investigated by authorities and arrested several times, it is thanks to him and others that people are able to create synthesized DMT and experience its effects. 
In the years of 1990 to 1995, Dr. Rick Strassman, an American professor of psychiatry at the University of New Mexico, led a government-funded clinical research team at the university studying DMT's effects on human subjects in experimental conditions. During the experiments, Dr. Strassman's test subjects regularly shared that they experienced unseen entities interacting with them. In 2019, Dr. Roland Griffiths, a behavioral psychiatrist at John Hopkins University, published a questionnaire asking anyone who has taken DMT and met other beings to provide details of their experiences. Dr. Alan Davis, an associate professor currently working with the psychedelic research team at John Hopkins shared, there's a lot of discussion about machine elves and aliens and very intriguing encounters with robots. So that made us very curious to try to figure out, even though it's reported online, is that actually what people are experiencing? The Hopkins questionnaire also asks users about dosage and whether users had a breakthrough experience. This is a common feeling users describe as blasting off. With higher doses, users feel as if they were transported outside of their bodies to another dimension by seeming to break through as if they're being born and pushed out onto another plane. In a separate study, Dr. Rick Strassman and Andrew Gallimore proposed an experiment to keep someone in the DMT realm for an extended period of time using an IV drip. I don't know who thought this was a good idea, but the idea was inspired by one of Strassman's clinical tests involving four doses of DMT given to subjects, during which themes and storylines evolved over the course of multiple trips. The purpose of these studies are to uncover the similarities between participants' trips to see if the DMT realm everyone recalls actually exists outside of human consciousness, rather than being a product of it. The fact that the John Hopkins University are doing questionnaires and more people are taking an interest in studying DMT may have something to do with the profound detail of people's trips when on DMT and the repeated sightings of elves, aliens, robots, mechanical elves, and so on from all parts of the world. So maybe all these people are going to the same place, somewhere the rest of us could never reach or see without being exposed to DMT. That rhymed. Many users, understandably, go online anonymously to share their experiences as the conversation regarding psychedelics becomes less of a taboo online. Reddit user 42staples was very candid about his DMT experience and shared, On closing my eyes, I could see a bright light in the distance which was beckoning me. I was drawn to it and so let myself go towards the light. As I got closer, I noticed silhouettes of people dancing and chanting, calling to me and welcoming me. I could not say who these people were, but what I could discern was these people loved me. I'm not sure if they said the words or not, but the message I was receiving was, it's okay, join us.
we're so glad you're finally here. These faceless outlines and I had an inexplicable bond and I felt very strong emotions for them, somewhat akin to close family bonds. Meanwhile, the intense ball of light swelled and took on every colour of the rainbow as it did. It was a ball of fire. It provided warmth, not a physical warmth, but an emotional warmth, like safety, familiarity, love. When moving away from the light, the people waved goodbye. I didn't want to leave. Many psychonauts have also shared their experiences and documented their trips. A psychonaut is a person that is essentially dedicated to exploring the universe right inside their own head, usually with drugs, yoga and meditation. Terence McKenna, a psychonaut who devoted his life to the psychedelic experience, summarised his 30-40 DMT trips down to one general experience when speaking to an audience in 1994. During the speech, he painted a picture in his audience's mind of the specific entities many other users have met during the DMT session. McKenna also added there were not enough words in the language that could accurately describe these beings, so he referred to them as the machine elves. He also described his experiences as well as the amount of DMT needed to be smoked to achieve the breakthrough. From there, he described hearing an ever-increasing, high-pitched noise similar to the sound of ripping cellophane or a crackling flame before physically breaking through a membrane and arriving in the DMT reality. McKenna names this place the Dome, and many others after him also reference the Dome. Many people find themselves in this Dome and it's usually a subterranean type of place. There. McKenna describes being met by the so-called machine elves who cheer, hooray, and are also enthralled by his appearance. He references the band Pink Floyd, which you all may have heard of before. They have a particular song where their lyrics say, the gnomes have learned a new way to say hooray, believing that they may have been referencing a similar psychedelic experience and that the same archetype in their song is in fact the machine known. McKenna also shared that the entities tell him they're happy he's made it and that he doesn't visit often enough. He describes the elves, not like we might imagine elves, but as squeaking, jeweled and self-dribbling basketballs made of grammar and light. I literally have no idea what that means guys so if any of you experience DMT, you might be able to relate to what he's saying. These DMT entities keep him on task and prevent him from being too awestruck by the wonders he sees. Instead, they encourage him to create physical reality through song, like they do. Not everyone has the same happy feelings as you might have guessed. Writer Daniel Pinchbeck wrote about his experiences in his book, Breaking Open the Head. Daniel describes meeting negative autonomous entities that continue to haunt him for weeks after his trip with DMT. Similar to some accounts of DMT, 
Daniel said the beings he encountered expressed disdain or pity for his presence as a mere human. Others have said they experienced indifference from DNT entities, or if they took too many trips, they would be told, okay, you've seen it now, leave. So are these entities really autonomous beings living in a parallel dimension, not too far from our own? And will probing deeper give us a better understanding of how they may relate to reality as we know it? Unfortunately, figuring that out might take a little while because DMT is still considered by many Western countries as a danger to society. In the UK, DMT is still listed as a hallucinogen under the Misuse of Drugs Act and is classified as a Class A drug. Class A carrying the heaviest prison sentences. Coincidence? I think not. So the maximum penalty for just possession is seven years in jail and or unlimited fines. I didn't even know unlimited fines existed until I recorded this episode today. The maximum penalty for supplying DMT is life imprisonment, a fine or both. Why is distribution or possession of this drug so, so harshly punished? There is, of course, a cultural ignorance surrounding hallucinogens, but it is only due to their true nature being hidden from the general public, as well as a lack of experimentation in the medical field due to government laws, but this is slowly changing today. If you attempt researching about DMT or even LSD on search engines such as Google, you will be shown more results about how dangerous it is and it almost seems like they're trying to scare you off the trail. Whether you knew it or not, our society has long been designed to nerf the potential of human beings. Many people aren't privy to the life-changing information that could better us as a society and raise our level of consciousness further. If that happened, the possibilities for the human race are truly endless. Hallucinogens have been proven to encourage free thinking and unity amongst others. Why have we been conditioned to be afraid of substances such as DMT and LSD when countless studies, tests and experiences have been documented as having largely positive effects? If this sounds like a conspiracy to you, it's because it is. Drugs like crack cocaine, meth and fentanyl are readily available and have been pumped into poor, disadvantaged areas for years. The people that are caught with possession of these drugs are also given much lighter sentences. So why does it seem like the drugs that degrade the mind are easier to come by, easier to make and cheaper than drugs like DMT or LSD which do no such thing? And why does it seem like governments are very, very harsh on people that want to use or spread the word about DMT or LSD? And so what our society has created is a world of unquestioning meatbags performing the same daily tasks without thinking and without causing any trouble. 
It's exactly what they want because it works out better when people are not curious and don't ask questions, but it's extremely damaging to the future and fate of humanity. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. If you're into the strange, morbid or curious, I'll see you in the next episode. Stay safe, guys. For real.